and welcome to the wooden anniversary episode of We Only Look Thin. <laughs> I am Catherine Weigel. I am one of your hosts. I have lost over 100 pounds and I've kept it off for, I don't know, five years or so? Yeah. Five years? Yeah. Uh, and I am a Tiny Habit Certified Coach. I am a Thrive Global Certified Coach. Man. And I have kept off my weight uh, for five years. I started this germ venture about seven years ago. Yeah, you sure did. And with me today is you were you were not even single certified back then, no. and now you are double certified. <laughs> of course, I am also not certified. <laughs> I'm not even single certified either. Who are but you? I am Donald Weigel, and I am your husband. And I have lost about a hundred pounds, and have also kept it off for about five years. Um, and yeah, this is our fifth uh, year anniversary. Oh, you said it was the wooden anniversary. The wooden is anniversary. Fi- five is wood. Yeah. Would you like me to uh, to go get you a gift made of wood? I don't think I uh, gave you anything on our fifth year anniversary. <laughs> uh, I'm not really a gifts person. I'm more of yeah. an acts of service person. So maybe yeah. you could go chop down a tree or something. I- I've been described as being wooden. Like. <laughs> in my delivery uh, very often, but otherwise, uh, no, I have not. Yeah, I'm not one of those traditional things. Another one was silverware, but we have so much silverware. Yeah. So again, no no need to send us any gifts, but... Uh, Wait a minute, don't don't be so hasty. Yeah, send Donald <laughs> gifts, but not, not to me. Yeah, I like all the gifts. But honestly, as we are recording this, uh, the date that it is right now, it is actually the seventh anniversary of me starting this last time journey. Adventure. Yeah. And it never occurred to me seven years ago that we would be where we are today, which is actually <laughs> in our living room, which is probably where I was seven years ago today. Yeah. But I never really thought that I would be inspiring people to start their weight loss journey ventures. Well, and you inspired me to start mine uh, uh, almost seven years ago. Almost. Yeah. Um, but when I started seven years ago, and I know I've said this before, I was headed off to work and thought I was going to rip the only pair of pants that fit me. So I put on the super long sweater so that if it did rip, uh, see, look, I was thinking ahead. Yeah, that you, at were, least, you were planning. Yeah, at least I had then. a long sweater that would uh, obscure the rip in my pants. And it was devastating. Like I can ha 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 laugh about it now. But at the time, I was absolutely miserable. I had gained so much weight that none of my clothes fit. I felt terrible about myself. I felt hopeless. I was over 40 and just thought that this is what my life was going to be from now on, just hopeless and that there was no future. But what I did know is that everything I had tried before didn't work. And it didn't work because I stopped working. And the question that I asked myself as I sat in my car ready to go into the office was, what can I do differently? Yeah, And that was kind of where this all started was I knew that, you know, Everything I had tried and stopped in the past didn't work, but I thought to myself, what can I do differently this time? And the first thing I realized was that I needed other voices in my head. I needed people with more experience to help guide me in a way that I wasn't able to myself. Yeah, and th- and that's really important, and I'm sorry to, to jump in, but I think that I spent most of my life thinking like, well, I can figure this out. Like, yeah. I know... I know what I'm doing. I'm a smart person. I can figure this out. I can do it. And it really took you (laughs) 
hearing other people yeah. and then relaying those that advice to me to get me started down the right path. Well, and two, when I started this in January of 2016, I wasn't thinking about my whole life ahead of me. Yeah. I just wanted my pants to fit. So it wasn't some big grand plan that I had in my head, but I knew that it was an opportunity for me to look at things differently. And so on this five-year anniversary episode of We Only Look Thin, yeah. We are going to ask a bunch of questions. Yes. And, uh, you know, I think that it is important, you know, Catherine was just talking about finding other voices. We even now, like, we don't know everything. We don't have it all figured out. And it's important to find uh, other perspectives. And, you know, I think I've I've basically taken a little bit from a lot of other yeah. things and, and you know, put it all together in a delicious stew See, of See, I was thinking like a buffet, oh, smorgasbord buffet. Yeah, sort smorgasbord. Okay, that all works. Yeah, we make everything about food. But take little pieces of advice and in, in a lot of cases, big chunks of advice from, from lots of sources. And uh, we have uh, found, Catherine found, um, an article by a uh, weight loss coach named JoLynn Brawley uh, on a website called YourTango.com. And she asks 15 questions to ask yourself before starting your weight loss journey. Well, and 15 questions before you start that's kind of daunting. Like, do I do I need to figure all of this out before I even eat a carrot? I might. <laughs> you might ask yourself. And so, the this what we're about to to share with you. We're going to share five this week. The five questions are things that we ended up kind of asking ourselves over the last yeah. five to seven years. Yeah, we started without asking ourselves, I don't think, any of these no, questions. No, no, no. Like, I just, you know, I had received a, uh, a diabetes diagnosis a few months after Catherine started on, on her journey. And, um, you know, I was at a, at a low point where I had just given up on even trying. And then the diabetes diagnosis kind of snapped me back into, you know, it, it forced me to take action, at least in my mind. And I thought I had to figure everything out overnight. And, you know, Catherine basically said, hey, let's just take one small step at a time. Why don't we start with a five minute walk where we are and go from there? But I think that having these questions in mind, you know, if I had had some of them in mind at the beginning, that it, it might have been an easier path. Well, and it definitely, you know, in the past, the question I had was, what do I eat for breakfast? Right. How many points does this bran muffin right. have? Right. Like, tell me exactly what to eat, what recipes to use, and exactly what exercises to do. Right. And one of the things that this article starts out by saying is, weight gain is a symptom, not the actual problem. Yeah. And for me, I spent, you know, four decades thinking I didn't have the right, you know, recipe and, you know, I hated cottage cheese and that's why I couldn't lose weight. So as Donald said, these questions unfolded for us over time. And right now, instead of, you know, don't do anything right now until you've answered all of these questions, that's not what we're doing. We're just saying keep these in mind as you're moving forward, because I think that that growth mindset and really doing some deep work on figuring out the why behind your weight really does matter. 
Yeah, and and even if you are deep into it and and you you've got a plan that's working for you, even if you're you're maintaining your weight, you've hit your goal. I think that, you know, looking at a lot of these questions and and constantly trying to learn and grow and refine my plan is something that I do all the time and I think keeping, you know, questions in mind is a good thing. Yeah. And two, I know we did uh, a three-parter last year uh, with a bunch of, you know, tips and suggestions, and we didn't always agree with that last uh, article that we did. And there's some things in here that we've actually, you know, reworked to fit more of our mindset as well. So we've always got something to say. Absolutely. Okay, so the first question that uh, JoLynn Brawley uh, wants you to ask yourself is, what the fudge? (laughs) (laughs) I was like, we have children <laughs> listeners. Um, and for your Talking Heads fans out there, my gosh, what have I done? Um, no, uh, the first question is, uh, why am I starting my weight loss journey? And what she wants you to to do is, if you're doing it because you say to yourself, I really should do this, that is probably not the place to start that will give you lasting success. And she says, millions are out there trying to lose weight because they think they should lose weight, but they don't necessarily feel excited about it. I am letting you know right now, I still don't feel excited about it. Yeah, no, it doesn't. It's not for me. It's not about excitement, but it's not about doing this. I'm not saying to myself, well, I really should uh, do this because because of, you know, I that feels very nebulous. Yeah, it, it feels like like I'm just doing it because I think that I should, that I feel like society's putting some sort of pressure on me. And and what I think you need to do, mm-hmm. <laughs> what what I think makes it more meaningful is to really find uh, the reason, like, why you want to do this. Right. So instead of like, oh, gosh, I really should be eating better. Okay, well, why? So for, I'm, I'm going to break it down for you, people. Imagine that this is actually happening, because it is. So, well... I I really should eat better because I have really bad heartburn. Okay, well, why do you have heartburn? Well, because I overeat sweets and carbs and snack all night. Okay, well, why do you do that? Well, I don't know. I'm kind of mindless and bored and the snacks are there and food tastes good. And like, well, why does it matter to feel better? Well, because I want to be able to sleep better and I want to have more energy and I want to not be logy and I want to keep my diabetes in check. So the deeper you go into the question of like what's behind the should, you get to the root of it, which is like, well, I feel terrible. Yeah. And that is you know, it might not be exciting, but that's at the core of it for me. Find something that is meaningful to you, though. You know, I want to be able to play more with my kids. I want to be able to keep up with them. I want to be around when they reach certain milestones in their lives. You know, find something or or something even more, you know, banal, like I don't want to be out of breath when I walk yeah. up the stairs to my apartment or well, I want, you know, I want to be able to carry more than one bag of groceries like from the car, that right. kind of thing. So the positive in that is I want more flexibility. I want more energy. I want to sleep better. I want more confidence. And I didn't think about that on week one of doing this weight loss journey, but really thinking about what you're aspiring to. Um, can really matter more than a should. So the second question she poses is, am I taking action from a space of fear 
or a space of love. And this is a really tough one because even, you know, within our group, Wolt Place, uh, We Only Look Thin Place, it is really hard to find self-love when you feel terrible about yourself or when you feel like you should have figured this out by now. Yeah, and I think that that both of us just you know, admitted earlier in this podcast, I think that we started on this much more out of a place of fear than anything else. You know, for me, it was a fear of the complications of diabetes. You know, my my doctor telling me I could lose a leg or, you know, other limb or or go blind from it. You know, that was that was something that scared me straight. If you remember those, you know, drug and alcohol (laughs) educators that would come to schools and scare you straight when you were kids. Yeah. And that that fear based, I mean, that, you know, and I used to think that this was a motivator when your, you know, your doctor would have a five pound rubber like thing of fat and be like, this is five pounds of fat. And like, oh, my gosh, (laughs) this is ah," like, yeah, that is not really what we're talking about. But you know, and Donald started from a place of fear of fear of losing his eyesight. But for me, fear actually, and I, you know, maybe this is a, a questionable way to look at it, but fear is actually a place of love. Like, I'm really afraid for myself. Like, I feel yeah. terrible and I love myself enough to try another time past age 40, past, you know, decades of yo-yo dieting. I am willing and I love myself enough to really work on investing in myself and not live, you know, not just saying, well, the end is near because, you know, obviously I can't figure this out. I love myself. And behind that root of fear, I think, again, is love. And I have realized over the last um, seven years that the way that I talk to myself about things really matters. And when I when I come at myself from a place of fear or a place of, you know, you've really got to get it together and, you yeah. know, really, really rally Donald, like that does not work as much as me telling myself that I I am doing this because I care about myself and I care about my future. And when I come at things from a place of love, it is a much more hopeful place. Yeah. Um, to come from. And I feel like I get better results when I'm doing it from, you know, from kindness to myself and self-care rather than from fear or punishment. Yeah. And as time has progressed, you know, I love how I feel when I eat in moderation, when I get fresh air, when I stretch my body, when I don't have heartburn, when I fit into my clothing, when I feel energetic going up the stairs. There are so many things that come from this weight loss journey that I didn't expect, but I've found a place of love for it. And now being able to call upon that now as we move forward into, you know, for me, year seven of uh, of, of this journey, reminding myself how I feel when I feel my best uh, really helps in, in keep, keeping me going. Absolutely. Okay, so question three from the article is, is my chosen diet healthy and sane? And I think the the real question that behind this question is, are you engaging in some sort of extreme crash diet that that you know requires a lot of willpower and that is mostly geared towards losing weight as fast as possible? Um, because when you are concerned about that, you're looking for some sort of instant trick or magical miracle that never pans out. And that's from the article. And 
Look, quick weight loss might be possible, but it really comes at a price. And that price is usually in the form of a rebound and and more weight gain. Like I lost more than 50 pounds three times in my life before I finally, you know, lost it this time. And each of those times, it was on some sort of diet that like when I reached my milestone, I wasn't able to continue doing it. Like I wasn't I wasn't practicing to maintain for life. I was only doing this diet to get to a goal and then and then, and then it was sort of like, well then what? Well, I must be fixed, so I'm just going to go back to doing what I was doing and I gained weight plus more yeah. on top of it each of those times. No, and speed isn't a lifestyle. No matter what Keanu Reeves might say in his <laughs> amazingly successful speed movies. Oh, my goodness. Speed yeah. 1, Speed 2. Yeah. I can't remember if yeah. there was a Speed he, 3. He wasn't even in Speed 2. But oh, he wasn't? <laughs> no. No, he bailed on that one. Wow, he dodged that speeding bullet. Yeah, the first one's pretty good, though. At least I thought it was at the time. Who, I know. Kn- who knows now? But when we're looking at a chosen plan, I know she says diet. I say, you know, just sort of your plan is more than a diet because this isn't a diet, whatever. But when you're thinking of starting something... Does it feel overwhelming? Does it feel like you're going to need a lot of grit to just, you know, power through it? Does it feel strict or impossible? And when you're looking at that, I mean, I used to try to adhere to something to the letter and like the whole clean slate. Okay, that's it. This is the new me. That isn't really sustainable. But asking yourself, what could I start with? What piece of this could I implement to get myself moving in the right direction. And I think that the other the other part of this is when you when you go on one of these diets that's designed to lose rate, weight really quickly and then you gain it back, it leads to this like feeling of what's wrong with me? Like I can I'll never be able to do this. And and that that negative talk like really seeps in and then you start really believing your own press, like that yeah. you that you really can't ever do it. And but you know, like believe me if Catherine and I can do it we you know we were we were people who you know were just absolutely the opposite of anything in you know who would be interested in fitness or health yeah i thought you know, growth mindset ago. was for suckers yeah absolutely and and you know now we're we're celebrating 5 years of doing this podcast so if we can turn it around trust me you can too well and too and i i think that the big issue with all of this is looking at that end outcome, like, okay, I want to lose 50 pounds. Like, I, I just want to lose 50 pounds. That's not actually what I wanted. What I wanted was to feel good in my body and to feel proud of myself and to have confidence. And I didn't know that when I started. I was just looking at the end weight. But it's not like, oh, wow, you like everybody who weighs 120 pounds are equally good and happy and healthy. Right. Not that I weigh 120 pounds. But <laughs> like, it is about the process of becoming a more authentic version of yourself that has a better relationship with food. So again, speed isn't a lifestyle, but it might take some time to figure out what lifestyle you actually want for yourself. So tying into that, question number four is, will my chosen plan work for me as a lifelong healthy lifestyle? So for D- Donald and I talked a lot about this last yeah, night, didn't yeah, we, Donald? This, this particular question, we talked about it a lot because I think that I have on this podcast 
said many, many times, um, you know, pick a plan, do something that you can do for the rest of your life. And I think that I would like to revise that and say it's not necessarily about doing the same thing for the rest of your for life. your literal life like yeah, 50 for your years literal rest of your life but i think that what the real question you should be asking yourself is do i hate this <laughs> is this making me miserable and if the answer is yes then it is not the the right thing for you to do and for me the the key was finding exercise and a diet that I could stick to because it didn't make me miserable. It, it was sort of like the least painful <laughs> plan. It's so I funny. Like our, our take on this is very different. So you're like, how much do I hate it? Well, you know, just for example, I when I was working out with a personal trainer, it was very effective in, in air quotes yeah. at getting me in shape. But I was really miserable yeah. on the on the diet plan that he put me on. Like it was it was brutal, and and like just about every minute of the exercises that he put me through, I hated it. Oh my gosh! I didn't want to do it. I dreaded doing it. I prayed for him to cancel on me. Um, I you know, and eventually after a while, I came up with excuses to cancel, and yeah. finally like had to quit entirely because I just there was no way I was going to keep doing that over and over, even though I got into very good physical condition no, doing that's, it. That's true, and so. I had to come up with a plan. Like when I found out that like things like walking and rebounding and, and, you know, just all of that movement that you get throughout the day, like really burns calories. That was, you know, as if the clouds parted and a light came down and, you know, I was like, I can do this. Like, yeah. I don't hate this. I enjoy going on walks with my wife. I enjoy rebounding in front of the television while we binge, you know, Netflix shows and, and I can do this. And, you know, wait, you're telling me that I can eat my favorite foods and I, I just have to work them in in a, in a you know, mindful and responsible way? Like, I can do that, you know, as long as I don't have to give up on everything that I love. Like, I can, I can keep doing this and I've been able to keep doing it. Well, and too, and I think that the question of the lifelong lifestyle, what I think that actually means, because I think I got hung up on this before too, was is does this work for me based on the current season I'm in? Yeah. The, the life season, based on my work, my, you know, family, my commute, the the literal weather, my emotional state. Does this work for me based on the current circumstances? Because I remember a time, you know, four years ago where Donald and I were doing, you know, eight mile walks on the weekend every day and like, you know, jamming it out, as the kids say. And then when COVID hit, our circumstances changed and our commute changed and our stresses changed. And so we adapted based on the season. But it's not like I said, well, you know, I said I was going to do this, you know, as a lifelong thing. And now I'm not doing it. So obviously I'm broken. What it did give us the opportunity to do was ask ourselves, what can we do based on the current circumstances? How can we adjust and adapt? And using that growth mindset, I think, is really important. So it's not a literal lifelong. It's, again, what can you do that you don't hate in the current season? There we go. Well, and, and you know, to put it just another way, um, uh, hopefully quickly, I 
I think about it's not necessarily that I'm doing exactly the same specific things, but my plan allows me a flexibility yeah. and it allows me for growth and it allows me for change. And and I have certain minimums that I like to try and hit at all seasons of my life, but I know there are times when I am able to, you know, to add strength training to my routine. And then there are, are periods of time where I just find it impossible to squeeze that in. And so it, it, when I can't squeeze that in, I'm not saying to myself, well, my plan is over. Yeah. I failed. I'm adjusting to that season and it is allowing myself that flexibility that makes it a lifelong plan. But the, the real bottom line is that I've always got that health and fitness mindset right. and goal in mind, and I'm not throwing up my hands and sitting back down on the couch and, and doing nothing. I'm constantly looking at what my life circumstances are and saying like, okay, I can work with this. This is what I'm able to do at this time, and so I will do that rather than it being an all or nothing circumstance. Golf clap. <laughs> All right, why don't you bring us home, Donald? Okay, so the the fifth question of 15 in the article, and the last one for this episode is, what's my end goal? And I think that asking yourself, what's my end goal, can be a a difficult and overwhelming question at the beginning. What's your five-year plan? (laughs) I don't know, dude. (laughs) But I think that that this ties back to what uh, we were saying earlier. I think that, you know, what you're striving for is is permanent in air quotes weight loss. Now you know I go up and down the scale within about a ten or fifteen pound range, um, depending on the the season of my life. But the the important part is that I'm I'm not going like back up twenty five, thirty, et cetera. Pounds. I thought you were going to say cuckoo bananas. <laughs> <laughs> but but what I was talking about earlier is you know you can exert a certain amount of willpower right. for a certain amount of time and and stick to a plan that you hate or a plan that's super difficult. Um, but what you want to keep in mind is what am I going to do once I hit that goal? And can I keep doing this until I hit that goal? And constantly refine your plan to a point where it's something that you actually can do and can stick to. Well, and I think for me, I, you know, when I started, I honestly did this a week at a time. I didn't have my entire life figured out. I still, spoiler, I still do not. Yeah. But I just took it a week at a time. What can I expect of myself this week? How can I adapt and make this easier? What am I overthinking? What am I exerting too much effort on? And really being able to be flexible, but focused mattered so much. And in the end, like my end goal, like I would love to have a better relationship with food. Yeah. I would love to be a better advocate in my own life. And that, that I didn't even figure out I had boundary issues until like half a year into this. So it unfolds over time and it's okay to not have everything figured out right now. But the end goal, if, if I may give you one, is really let's have a better relationship with food. Part of the tiny habits method too is what feels important right now and what can I actually get myself to do that doesn't feel like punishment? Because when we start feeling small amounts of success, they compound upon one another and give us greater confidence and 
a greater understanding that we can actually get to a place where we care about ourselves. And I think the I think the converse of this of of keeping like what is my end goal in mind is also keep in mind that if you're if you're saying to yourself I need to lose 50 pounds and you lose, you know, a quarter of a pound this week and you say to yourself, well, this is going to take too long and yeah. you give up. That is the the reverse of this and look at every quarter of a pound, every tenth of a pound, and and as a victory, because eventually those lead to whole pounds, and whole pounds lead to more right. whole pounds. And, you know, there's a point at which I just, you know, every, every pound, every five pound marker was a huge victory. And looking at that as a step of, you know, if I lose, you know, a tenth of a pound a week, in 10 weeks, that's a pound, you know, and and that builds and builds and builds. In in 50 weeks in a year, that's five pounds. And that doesn't seem like much over a year, but would you rather lose yeah. five pounds a year for the next five years or continue to gain five pounds a year for the next five years? You know, eventually, you know, five pounds in five years, you're down 25 pounds. And you're like, like that's a really significant amount of weight. Right. And it's, it's those investments that we make that compound over time that truly do matter. We're not in this for the short term, get thin quick. We're in this to invest in ourselves. And just like with a bank account or a savings account, you wouldn't check off, no thank you, no interest. I don't want interest <laughs> this year. Even if, oh, $5, nah, that's no, fine. You that, guys keep that it. that interest is too small. It's you, fine. You hold on to that. Yeah, you bank, you you need that for, yeah. for, I don't know, whatever. Yeah. But really take some time. And as as we're going into the sixth year of this podcast, yeah. holy smokes, there I said it. Um, <laughs> I thought you were going to say a curse word. I, I'm not going to say a curse word. You almost said it at the beginning. I did not. I did not almost. I said fudge. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, I got nervous again. I don't know what would make me think that you would do that. But what are you ready to do this week? What are you ready to do today? What are you ready to let go of? These are even more questions, bonus questions that weren't even on her list. Yeah. But when we think about our mindset and we see weight gain, as a symptom, we can see weight loss as a benefit of the healthy habits that we put in place. Absolutely. And another benefit is for you to listen to this podcast. Download or, it a few or, times. Or something. Yeah, Get a burner exactly. phone and download it there too. <laughs> exactly. Do people still have burner phones? I, I suppose they probably do. I don't know. Um, anyway, thank you so much for listening. Whether you're listening on your your main phone or your burner phone, <laughs> we, we appreciate either one. You don't want anyone to know. So it's <laughs> I don't want anyone to see my podcast history, so I've got a burner phone for that. Um, thank you so much. Uh, you can find this episode wherever you found uh, – you can find all of our episodes wherever you found this episode. Um, and they're also all available on our website at any time at weonlylookthin.com. Yep, and if you are at weonlylookthin.com, click on that link for join our support group to find out more about Walt Place. We Only Look Thin Place is a Facebook page accountability group for women. We are not a 
weight loss plan, but we are a place for support and accountability and really honest discussions about things that you might be a little nervous about talking to uh, people in your normal life about. So um, it's super supportive. I'm very proud of it. We are on uh, just over year three of, of, of having the group and we have two subscription options. We have a monthly option with a three-day complimentary trial and a three-month subscription with a seven-day complimentary trial to see if Wolt Place is right for you. Yes, indeed. So check it out. And you can also uh, check us out on social media. You can interact with us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at We Only Look Thin. Or if you prefer, you can send us an email. Uh, you can reach us at weonlylookthin at gmail.com. And we enjoy compliments. We enjoy episode suggestions. We have taken many uh, listener emails and turned them into episodes. And you can ask us questions. Uh, we uh, can answer them there. We only look thin at gmail.com. Yep. And if you're feeling extra generous in 2023 and you want to congratulate us on our five years of service to the, uh, I don't know, Walt community. I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> service to the world. Yes. Yeah. Um, you can head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a rating and a review. Not only does it let us know that we are making a difference in your life, but it also helps new people find our podcast when they're looking for inspirational uh, Cool Beans podcasts like ours. Yeah, that really does uh, help us out when the more ratings and reviews we have, the, uh, the higher we get pushed in search results on Apple Podcasts. And Apple Podcasts, regardless of where you're listening, they still rule the, yeah. the podcast world. Uh, the pod and podcast is from iPod, uh, <laughs> believe it or not, which, uh, you know, it's, it's funny that we really? still... Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, we still we still say podcast, even though uh, uh, I don't think anyone still uses wow. iPods. I mean, maybe someone does. If you're listening to this on your iPod or your burner phone... <laughs> We appreciate you. Um, another way that you can help us out if you feel so inclined is just tell somebody about the show. Um, if you know somebody who you think might enjoy it, if it comes up in a conversation, um, uh, if you're in a an online group of some kind, uh, whether you're looking at that online group on your iPod... <laughs> or your burner phone. Um, we would be grateful if you would mention us and uh, give us a shout out because it's one of the best ways that helps the show grow and we would appreciate it. Yep. So if you're like me and can't remember who co-starred with Sandra Bullock in Speed 2, just remember <laughs> that Donald and I are... Jason Patrick. An inspiration. The information that you hear on this podcast is for informational purposes only. The hosts are not medical professionals. You should always consult with your doctor, nurse, or other certified health professional before beginning any diet or fitness program. <laughs>